Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you've joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. Here is life's unplanned moments. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. Yahweh saves, church family. Boy, that was weak. Let's try it again. Brandy, did you preach him happy? Yahweh saves. Amen. I'll tell you this. uh, We're highly involved with Samaritan Purse, even when they have disaster things. We're able to get involved with this Operation Bless. Is it? what? No, it's called Christmas Child. Thank you. I'm, I'm thinking of another ministry we support. It's just so impactful, and I just encourage, let's go over to 600 that we did last year. Amen? Now, Brandy explained about that little envelope. That's just $9 to get it shipped to another nation so the expense doesn't go to Samaritan Purse. We each do our part, and then they can ship them all out. Fran, I wanted to ask a question. Fran, stand up a second. Fran oversees the, the Christmas child operation. What a job she does. If there, amen, if there is someone that doesn't like to shop or do that, is there a certain cost that it would take to fill a box up? Were you able to hear that? You can do it online. You tell them what you want and they'll build it for you. I didn't know that, so I'm glad I asked that question, because some people just don't like to shop. And when you get a little older, you don't know what kid toys are anymore to get. So if you want to do that, I guess you go to SamaritanPurse.org, Christmas Child, and build a box online. Not build a bear, build a box. Build a box. Amen? That's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. So if you need any more of that information, Go out there. We purchased all the boxes. You can use your own shoe box if you like, but we have the boxes out there for you too. Amen? All right, let's pray today. Father, we again bless you, and we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, just for the beautiful weather we've been having, and now even the little cloudy weather. We thank you as we see the little change in the trees and the little chill in the air, Father. It's getting us ready for a new season. We thank you, Father always for your word. Your word does not return void. Abba, you're always there no matter what stage we're in, what season we're in, what thing that we're going through, Lord. And I thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You go ahead and turn over to uh, uh, Psalm 3723. Whenever I find a good Preacher joke, I kind of bring that along. So is that okay if I give you a little preacher joke today? No, half of you don't want to hear it. Those that don't want to hear it, close your ears. No. Here we go, a little preacher joke. I heard about this minister. He was driving down the road when he got pulled over by a policeman. The officer came up to the window and he smelt alcohol. He saw a thermos and he said, sir, what are you drinking? The minister said, just water, officer. He asked to see the thermos, and he took one sniff and said, smells like wine to me. The minister said, 
what do you know? Jesus did it again. <laughs> Let's get into the word today. I was out praying the other day. I kind of knew the direction I wanted to go in with the message and God turned it around. I like when God turns it around. Amen. And he put a message on my heart for a season that we're all going through right now. This world is changing in so many ways. I have people coming up to me. If I don't take the shot, I'm going to be fired this week. Statements like that. And you know, we're not pro-shot, anti-shot. It's your choice. Amen. Wish the government would give us choices too. Amen. But anyway, statements like that, people that are going through sickness, had a sister first service that her mom just passed away. So I know this, this message is going to be right in line with what we're going through. So let's begin. Psalm 37, verse 23, a very familiar scripture. The steps of a good man, good man, good woman, a good person are ordered by the Lord. So here he's saying good people, steps are ordered by God. He delights in his way. The Lord delights in our way. But watch. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. So it's saying to me that even good people have moments in their life where things come against them. Can I get an amen? Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord shall uphold him with his hand. This life can be very interesting, which I think many of you have found out. Anybody been alive more than a, year, than a day? We find out even being born, you get a slap, right? It all goes on. You think one way and things turn out totally different than you expected. Let me give you some scenarios. Maybe you were looking forward to retirement and traveling the world with your best friend, your maid of many years, and then a sickness changes those plans. Or maybe a death, or maybe a divorce, and now you find yourself all alone, and you don't know what to do. This is what I call a life, unexpected, unplanned moment. Or maybe you got a good paying job, and one day they give you the pink slip, and here you are, older in life. And you got to start all over again. This is a life unexpected, unplanned moment. Or maybe you were betrayed by someone you trusted. And you were used. And you were abused. And you're hurt. And you want to become bitter. This is another of life's unexpected, unplanned moment. Maybe you raised your children in church. And you taught them the Bible. And now they're grown up and they have left the faith. And maybe even living a lifestyle that is against everything that you raised them to believe. This is another life's unexpected, unplanned moment. Maybe somebody in your own family has betrayed you. Talked about you to other family members. Can you say it with me? This is a life unplanned, unexpected moment. Or maybe a loved one of yours died or one went in a different direction 
than you were hoping for. This is a life unexpected, unplanned moment. Maybe you went to the doctor for a physical and they said, whoa, there's something there. Life unexpected, unplanned moment. There are so many life unexpected, unplanned moments in our lives that I could go on and on. But let me say that without God, I don't know how we would survive them. But church family, we are not without God. Can I get an amen today? We are not without God when these situations come into our lives. Let me read the same verse to you from a couple different translations just to give you a different light and a different fragrance of it. Psalm 37 verse 23 in the Passion Translation. Look at this. The steps of a God-pursuing one follow firmly in the footsteps of the Lord. And God delights in every step they take to follow him. If they stumble badly, they will still survive. Amen. They will still survive. You notice everything it's saying about this person is good. They're seeking God. They're living for God. They're raising their kids for God. They're, 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 they're bringing their tithes to church. They're going to church. They share the gospel with others. They pray each day. But life has a way of bringing some moments that we didn't expect. I get an amen. If they stumble badly, they will still survive. Why? For the Lord lifts them up with his hands. I want you to just see that. You can close your eyes if you like. But see yourself going through one of, of life's moments. But I want you to see a pair of hands holding you up. But I want you to see something about these hands. These hands have a nail scar in them. These hands are the hands of our Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. Then another verse says, Yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord. Your rod and your staff to comfort me. Psalm 37, verse 23, out of the Living Bible. The steps of a good man are directed by the Lord. He delights in each step they take. If they fall, say with me, it isn't fatal. It isn't fatal. It isn't fatal, for the Lord holds them with his hand. God has promised us that no matter what life brings, and that thief does come to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came that we might have life and that amen. God has promised us that no matter what life brings our way, he will always be with us. Look, I got to say this. This isn't in my notes. You got to get number one in your mind. It is not God bringing these situations. There is an adversary to devil. There is something that's called life. There is a curse in this world. And things happen unexplained sometimes. Unplanned. 
things you never expected to invade your family. In Hebrews 13, 5, right down about the middle of it, this is the amplified version. Watch what it says. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Look at the next three words. Would you say the next three statements? Say it with me. I will not. I will not. I will not. And the reason that the, the Amplified Version Classic brings out this word three times, it's a double negative. In the Greek, it shows, I will not. I will not. I will not leave you. I will not in any decree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Say, thank you, Lord. Now look at verse six. six. So we can take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, if it says to confidently and boldly say, let's boldly say it. Are you ready? The Lord is my helper. Oh, that's not CFFC. Let's try it again. The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Pastor, they can kill me. Make my day. <laughs> the Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. No matter how crazy this United States, Australia, or any other nation gets, our eyes are upon him. Amen? And we got to take hold of what he says here. I will not be seized with alarm because there are statements that are being made right now that can bring alarm to our hearts. We understand that we are getting extremely close to the return of the Lord. And one of the statements that the World Economic Forum and the, the, the Great Reset or the, the, this group that wants to change our entire world and very big groups, one of the statements they make is the three words, build back better. Say that, build back better. We heard President Biden use those words. He's involved with the New World Order. We see the Prime Minister of Canada saying those words. He's involved with the New World Order. We see Prince Charles, Bill Gates. We see Soros. We see all these guys saying these exact same three words. Build back better. How many saw on TV the other day a Democratic senator being chased into the bathroom? Anybody see that? Did you remember, did you hear what that young lady said to her? We need to build back better. The mantra is there. They are set. Church family, they want this done by 2030, where you will own nothing and you'll be happy. I think we'll be gone before then, but... This is their game. And you're going to keep hearing that word. And why do I bring that out? Because there are some scary times ahead of us, guys. But when we take hold of God, that the Lord is my helper, I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? 
Look what they're doing in Australia right now. Give us your guns. You'll have no more crime. Yeah, but then the government became the criminals. Scary times. Scary times. Scary times. But not for us. You know why? We're looking up because we are at because scripture is being fulfilled. Amen. So God never promised us that we wouldn't have storms in life, but he did promise us to get us through it. Look over to Psalm 34:19. As you're turning there, let me read this little quote to you. Going through trials doesn't mean I am outside of God's will, but rather that he is with me, guiding me through them. Did you get that? doesn't mean you're outside of God's will when things come against you, when life comes against you. Just know he'll guide you through them. He is not bringing them. The enemy brings this. The prince of the the air, the principalities, the powers, they'll bring these things. But God is for us. Psalm 34, 19. Ready? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But I love buts. Not that kind of but, the B-U-T but. But the Lord delivers him out of some. Thank you, Jesus, that I know that out of some of these, I will be delivered, but some I will not. Oh, I have a different translation than you, huh? No, look what it says. He shall deliver him out of them all. Look, let me give you a couple more translations. This is the NLT, New Living Translation. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Each time he is there. The Passion Translation, even when bad things happen to good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. Amen. Jesus warned us. So again, we have inside information or we can be ahead of it. That's why we say Bible prophecy is not to scare us. It's to prepare us. It's to give us inside information of what's going to happen to the world before his return so that we can ride the wave calmly. Stuff doesn't scare me. Volcanoes blowing up all over the place. Earthquakes, crazy things happening in nations. Nations coming against Israel. Iran already saying we are at war with Israel. Nuclear power on and on. Doesn't scare me. Scripture must be fulfilled. Amen. Well, what if they drop a nuclear bomb? Drop it on my house. I'll put a bow's eye there for you. Right there. I don't want to live the day after. I want to be with him forever. Amen. John 16, 33. You guys there? I never told you. All right. John 16, 33. The King, New King James. Jesus speaking, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. You know what? I hope you don't think that I'm being morbid when I say stuff like that. I set my affection on things above 
and not on things of this earth. I have faced reality that everybody dies. You are born. The second you are born, look at that little baby. One day that baby dies. Everybody dies. And when we don't face that, we live in this little twilight zone of a life, this shadow land thinking, oh, I'm just going to be here forever. So I might as well just be rich and do everything of all to that one too. Know that I have but one life to live and what I do in this life will last me throughout eternity. Jesus Christ came for one reason, to give us eternal life. Darn it, Adam, he gave us eternal death. Come on, talk to me. Adam gave us eternal death. But Jesus Christ, the second Adam, the last Adam, he gave us eternal life. So this life is but a vapor. It appears for a moment, then vanishes away. But it's what I do in this life that will last me for a trillion years and more. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Watch this from the, from the Amplified Bible. This is so good. This is the Amplified Classic. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence in the world. <clears throat> you will have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. Has anybody had at least one of those four? Come on, the rest of you, please come up here and pray for me. If you didn't have one of those, please. Has anybody here ever had a trial in life? How about a tribulation? <laughs> How about a distress? How about a frustration? But be of good cheer. Watch what he says. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. We need to keep our eyes on Abba, Daddy, during this life's unexpected, unplanned moment and trust that he will get us through them. Look, Psalm 23, giving you a lot of scripture today. I hope that's okay. Say it's okay. Okay, thank you. We are a praying church, a going church, a life-changing church, and we are a amen in church. <laughs> Psalm 23, 13. I would have lost heart unless I have believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Watch now, in the land of the living. Psalm 27, 13. Is that where I told you to go? Psalm 27, 13, sorry. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I had seen the goodness of the Lord. Where? In the land of the living. While I'm still alive, right here. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And in times of those unexpected, unplanned moments, and we look at them and we think it's all over. There's nothing left. It's all bad. No, God turns them around. Amen? Church family, when we rest in Abba's embrace, God goes to work. But when we work, then God rests. Did you get that? Let me read it. Let me say it again. When we rest in Abba, in God's embrace, God goes to work for us. But when we say, I can do it all, then God says, I'll take a back seat. 
This is Psalm 131, verses 1 and 2. And I'm going to read this to you from the complete Jewish Bible. Diane shared this with me a couple years ago. And it's just been one of those scriptures that's just profound for me. Watch what it says. Adonai, my heart isn't proud. I don't set my sights too high. I don't take part in great affairs or in wonders far beyond me. No, I keep myself quiet and calm like a little child on its mother's lap. I keep myself like a little child. Is that beautiful? Adonai is just saying, just come and sit. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I ask strange questions when I read the Bible. But here was a question I had. Why did Jesus love Mary, Martha, and Lazarus so much? They weren't apostles. They weren't out there delivering people. Right? They just, they cooked dinner for them. He came to their house. Sometimes I wonder if we overwork for God and not spend time with him. Just loving on him. Or like this one, keep myself calm and quiet like a little child on its mother's lap. I keep myself like a little child. Yeah, pastor. But in this life, there are times I just want to run away. I want to fly. I just want to get away from everything. Anybody? Anybody? I get a church family. And I see that even great men and women of God have felt that way. King David felt this way. So I know that I'm in good company when this guy, King David, the Bible says that Jesus will sit on the throne of King David. Look what he said. This is Psalm 55, verse 4. It's going to be up on the screen for you. My heart is trembling inside my chest. This is David speaking. As the terror of death seizes me, fear and dread have overwhelmed me. I shudder before the horror I face. I say to myself, look what David says, the warrior, David, right? God wouldn't let him build the temple because he had blood on his hand, the warrior. If only I could fly away from all of this. If only I could run away to the place of rest and peace. Anybody else? I would run far away where no one could find me, escaping to a wilderness retreat. Sometimes they say, oh, Lord, how about a cave somewhere all by myself? Would there be something? I will hurry off to hide in the higher place into my shelter safe from this raging storm and tempest. Then David goes on to tell us, because you read that and you go, what's he battling? Was it an earthquake? Was it a hurricane? What was it that was coming against him? And he goes and tells us, look at verse 12. It wasn't an enemy who taunted me. If it was my enemy filled with pride and hatred, then I could have endured it. If you don't like me, hey, tough cookies, right? I would have just run away. But look what he says. But it was you, my intimate friend. One like a brother to me. It was you, my advisor, my companion. I walked with and worked with. 
We once had sweet fellowship with each other. We worshiped in unity as one, celebrating together with God's people. Think of what he's saying. This feeling that he had of flying away, running away, was caused by someone that was very dear to him. Anybody? Family member? Close friend? Someone that took advantage of you? Broke your heart? Someone that you thought would be your soulmate, your love for the rest of your life? And then little chickadee comes along and he flies away. But one thing that I learned from the life of David is, yes, he had many life, unexpected, unplanned moments, but he put his trust in God, and God always got him through it. Here's just a little synopsis of his life. Think about it. David was hated by his family. Do you remember that? His father wouldn't even call him when the prophet Samuel came, when his brother, when, when he came to, to bring some food to his brother is at war. They said, you got an evil heart. But yet the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. He was hated by his family. He was the most wanted man in all Israel and not in a good way. King Saul wanted him dead. He was wanted to be killed by his very own son, Absalom. Imagine your own son wanting to kill you. His troops wanted to stone him. His best friend died. Do you remember that? Jonathan. And I read that story and I say, why couldn't Jonathan have lived? Jonathan did nothing wrong. He had one of his own children die. And on and on his list, list went. But David learned a great secret, and it's found in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. If you want to shoot there real quick, I'll read it from the New King James. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. You remember the story? David and the men were out doing something, and they came back, and their children, their wives, their property was taken away, was taken into captivity. I believe it was the Amalekites. And the people were just crying so much that there wasn't even a, they said they couldn't even cry anymore. It was so deep. Then look at verse six. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the souls of the people were grieved every man for his sons and his daughters. But look at the next line. But you're going to need this in life. Ready? But David strengthened or encouraged himself in the Lord his God. There are times, church family, I can't get around it. There are times that are so lonely, it hurts. There's like nobody. Who can I talk to? Who can I share my grieving with? Who would understand what I'm going through at this moment? And you're left alone, but you're never alone. But God, God is with you. And I can go on and on of others who served God faithfully, and yet things didn't go just how they thought. They had those life turnaround moments. Think of it. Joseph, young man, 17 years old, just loving life. And thrown into a pit and then sold into slavery. 
And, but you know, we say, yeah, but you know, he became the second in charge of Egypt. Do you know what that boy went through? Can you imagine being rejected by all of your brothers? Sold into slavery. They said, if you read the Psalms about him, he was shackled in chains and there was pain there. They stripped him totally naked to be sold as a piece of property. How about Daniel? Just a young man. And he's taken by King Nebuchadnezzar and brought to a foreign land. Abraham, he had to go off, left everything behind that he knew. Jacob, how about Jacob? Here, the father-in-law says, I'll give you my daughter. And he says, all right. Gets him so drunk, ships the other daughter into the honeymoon chamber. Switch the wives on him. Jeremiah the prophet, I can go through many of the prophets, but Jeremiah put into a pit of mud up to his waist, left here to die. But God was faithful to him. How about Mary, the mother of Jesus? Mary, blessed art thou among all women. Can you imagine the gossip that went through the town? Did you hear the story? What's that? Mary's pregnant. Really? Joe couldn't wait, huh? No. She said it was the Holy Ghost that came on her. And she's carrying the Messiah. Oh, yeah. You don't think she was called a slut? How about Ruth and Naomi? Lost all their husbands. Naomi lost their children. Esther, this little girl, just living a life. Now she's taken into the king palace to be in the harem of the king and ends up being the queen. But then she finds out her people are going to be killed. And Mordecai comes up to her and says, it's going to happen to you too. You better do something. And she said, well, maybe I'm born for such a time as this. If I die, I die. Paul, Pharisee of Pharisees, walked around with everybody bowing to him. And now the Bible says he was stoned, he was whipped, he was left for dead, shipwrecked, left with animals on and on. Peter, who said, I will not be crucified like my Lord. And church history has that they crucified him upside down. And the list goes on and on. But what did they do? that gave every one of them victory. I want you to see it. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3. We're just about done. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. This is what they did, and this is what we have to do also. When life brings unplanned, unexpected moments, that phone call, that report, that job, pink slip. Ready? Why don't you read it with me, five and six. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Amen?
And in this life, I want to encourage you also that life will take some turnaround moments. Things will happen that might take you for a loop, but I'm going to give you just two words now. And if these are the only two words you get out of this whole message, then hold on to them. Here they are. Are you ready, church family? But God, but God, but God. But God, come on, say it with me. But God, in the midst of the trial. But God, in the midst of the situation. But God, when everything is going wrong. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Look at verse 35. Who shall separate me from the love of God? <laughs> shall tribulations, distress, persecution, starvation, nakedness, poverty, perils, sores? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Watch what he says, verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels or principalities or powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creative thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's what it's saying to me. When bad things happen and come your way, when things invade your home, invade your ranks, come against you, God still loves us. He'll get us through it. We'll come out better on the other side. I'm not trying to downplay it, it still hurts. It still hurts. And as Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God and those that are called according to his purpose. So as we continue on our journey called life, know that we will have some life, unexpected, unplanned moments. But also know that God is for us. He has promised us that he would never leave us or ever forsake us. So we can rest assured in that. Can I get an amen? Amen. Maranatha, church family. Maranatha. Would you bow your heads with me? I just want to take a moment. Because I know some of you are going through some of these life, unexpected, unplanned moments right now. You got that bad report and it filled you with dread and fear. Your child, you know it's the last of the last days, and your child's not living for God, and it makes you scared that they might be left behind. You got that pink slip. You don't know what to do. They're forcing you to get a vaccine, and in your heart, you don't want to do it. You don't know what to do. You're going back and forth. What do I do? What do I do? You're going through one of those life's unexpected, unplanned moment. Please, everybody, just bow your heads just for a moment.
that's you, I just want to pray for you today. If that's you, just slip your hand up, please, so I know. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I see the hands. I see the many hands going up, Lord. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. Because these moments hurt, Lord. And they bring such fear, Lord. They bring such uncertainty in our lives. We know it's not you that does it, Lord. But you, you're our deliverer. I pray for everyone right now with their hands raised. And I just pray for them. I pray in whatever moment that they're going through right now. Would you bring comfort? Church family, just pray softly. Just pray for them. Pray. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just going to move right now. You're just going to feel a warmth come upon you. That's him telling you everything's going to be okay. My child, everything's going to be okay. Let him just touch you. Let him just touch you right now. Let him heal you. Let him do what he has to do. The Bible says that God keeps every tear that you've cried in a little jar, so don't be afraid to cry. They say tears wash the soul.
those tears that many of you are crying right now. He knows. He knows. Just let him minister to you. Can we just take just a couple more minutes? Just let people, let the presence of the Lord come on people today. Oh, Lord. You're healing. You're healing. in prayer but if you'd like to stay longer just just stay right where you are we have our prayer meeting going on but let the Holy Spirit just minister to you never want you to feel rushed out of church amen this is where God's presence is today Father, I pray for those whose hands were up. I just pray for that healing. I pray for that disappointment, Lord. Somebody, you've been through a disappointment. You thought it was all said, everything was going to happen, and it just didn't go the way you thought. is at hand and then this morning I'm reading it in my Bible I didn't even know it was in in the Bible the end of all things is at hand (sighs) to the world that's frightening to us Christians that's exciting amen the king is coming the king is coming let's do everything we can to get people born again but if you're here today and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord to be your Savior just pray this prayer with me Say, dear Jesus, come in my heart. Be my Lord, be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of them, Lord. Take my life. I give it to you. I am born again. I'm going to live for you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, please stop at our welcome center. We got a little package we like to give you. It's a different setting today. I don't want you to just stop at the Welcome Center. It'd be the best place for you. Maybe John Jennings, you can have a couple packages over there. Again, if you want to stay and just pray a little bit, cry a little bit, whatever you need, have someone pray for you, whatever you need. But for those that got to get your children and all, I'm going to dismiss. Father, we thank you for this service. Thank you, Lord, that there are moments in life. Life 
But Lord, our eyes are on you. But God, we are victorious in you, Lord. We thank you for the cross that gives us all the assurance that no matter what happens in this life, we know from whence we came and we know where we're going, Lord. So it gives us peace. Thank you for each person here today. Your blessings upon them and their families today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.